0: Hey,
1: guys. Hey, Trey. Hey, Ray. Trey, you might have uh, you might have seen this. I was just commenting on it when we went to the break because I just saw it, that um, the newest basketball assistant coach is going to be paid $170,000, meaning that the three assist full-time assistant coaches combined, the three basketball assistants combined, for a program that's been the Elite Eight two years in a row, will be making $570,000. That comes on the same day that we learned that the offensive line coach is going to make $700,000. Do you think that could cause any internal um, jealousies or conversations Friction? about about yeah how your basketball staff is paid vastly less than your football staff is?
2: You know, I don't know what going rates are really for I mean I know football salaries inside and out, but I don't know really what a good salary is for an assistant basketball coach. But it doesn't sound like a whole lot. I mean
1: not not when you're looking at general salaries, particularly if you're basketball coach, your head coach is making three million, which is Musselman making four. three million? I mean you're making one million? Four. If your which, head coach is making year. four, if yeah, he's making four yeah, then that's more than the football coach was making last year, and you'd think the assistants would be a little more highly paid, wouldn't you? I'm not trying to cause dissension. I was just shocked when I read that.
2: Yeah, feels like feels like you're trying to start something, uh, Rick. It's so. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> a lot, Trey. I'm not trying well, to. I, I'm just I'm just flabbergasted. Really, I guess mm-hmm. I should say. You know, Are you you this
2: with basketball salaries and football salaries? I'm yeah. I'm surprised to hear that total. Um, Musselman made. $4 million last year. Mm-hmm. And at least last year, when the contract was signed, that was a top 10 salary in in the nation. Really? Yeah. Sam Pittman uh, made $3 million last year, which was, mm-hmm. I think, 13th in the, SEC. in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. So that just kind of, that puts a little bit of perspective in, in head coaching salaries, you know, just the difference. Now, there are some jobs out there like, you know, Kentucky and, you um, know, you know Kansas and stuff that pay you know pretty substantial amounts, but right. overall, yeah, that's uh, there's a, there's a quite a difference. But yeah, I would. I mean, you're you don't have a whole lot of basketball assistant coaches. Um, at the same time, you know, there you're you're in charge of what you know 13 scholarship players versus yeah. 85. You know, you have yeah. a lot more responsibilities <laughs> if you're. Well, uh, a football coach, also, you know, you have a lot more people to, you know, that that you're watching, that you're in charge of, right? Um, and a coordinator, I mean, you know, it's not uncommon at all to see, you know, one and a half million dollars for coordinators
0: these
1: days. You that's know,
2: right. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right, Trey. You you've been around, Coach Kennedy. He came in, I, I think, as a grad assistant, something along those lines. Uh, Kennedy?
2: No, he was a tight ends coach. Oh, okay. he, he was. Uh, that's right. yeah, what
1: we're talking about, it, isn't it, Rick? Yeah, right. but yeah. his his salary took a humongous jump. He just got a three hundred thousand dollar raise. So well, eval- yeah. evaluate him if you would, Trey.
2: Well, look at look at the second team offensive line. First of all, I mean, the, look at this last recruiting class: Andrew Chamblee, Marion Harris, Harris, um, Kudus, um, uh, Eli Henderson. Uh, that's a that's a pretty stellar group They're They're three four-star offensive linemen in the last class. And that- just, you know, massive human beings. Um, you know, there's another one that uh, that is a four-star in this class that just got crystal ball to Arkansas um, for a projection from Steve Wiltfong, who's like 99% accurate on his crystal ball projections. Uh, so I would say he's doing a pretty pretty stellar job. And, um, you know, you look at the performance of the offensive line last year also, they, they were Pretty darn solid. So, uh, Pittman, this is a guy that Pittman really has loved. He he worked at, I believe, Jacksonville State. So he was at a smaller school, I think that's right. I may have that wrong, but he was at a at FCS level school um, coaching offensive line. And I don't know if he just wasn't getting anywhere or he just wanted to try his hand at a higher level, but he took a grad assistant job at Georgia after that. After being a coach, took a grad assistant job at Georgia under Pittman. And then you know, moved to Tulane from there as offensive line coach, um, then was going to take a job at southern miss uh, I believe as the offensive coordinator i think he had he had, he was taking a promotion um but then obviously uh took the tight ends coaching job at arkansas that's Right, that's and, a, that's, uh, right, that's exactly what,
0: that's exactly what I was fishing for, and there's your info, Rick,
2: yeah. It, it worked out with, with him, you know, he was kind of a guy I think that Pittman thought of if anything ever happened with Brad Davis leaving, then he's got his offensive line coach. So Brad Davis, the opportunity opened up in Baton Rouge, which is where he is from, his hometown, and he jumped at that opportunity after spring last year. And, uh, Pittman did not hesitate to promote Cody Kennedy. I mean, that was, that was, that wasn't even an, a thought who he was going to promote as offensive line coach. Now I think he probably was thinking maybe a couple years away, but um, it just it worked out that way. But Kennedy, he's relentless on the recruiting trail. I mean, you can see him out there coaching his guys. He seems well liked, and um, if they like you, they give you a raise. If they don't, then um, you don't stay at the same salary. Pittman <laughs> just kind of cuts you loose. Yeah, that's what we've seen so far in a very short yeah. amount of time
1: and so what do we know about sam Pittman's new contract other than the fact that he says it's for a lifetime
2: i can tell you that very close to the situation i know that um it could be a little bit before it actually comes out maybe weeks maybe a week maybe weeks before you know everything is signed and done um as i'm told it's in the lawyer's hands now everything's agreed upon it's in the lawyer's hands so hmm. however long it takes them to finalize everything and then get it to the right people, and we'll have some more clarity on it. Um, as Pitt, I, I love the way Pittman says all the time, because he talks about, you never see a coach talk about firing as much as, as much as he does. I mean, maybe Nolan did at the end of his time when he was talking about they could fire me, but Pittman kind of talks about it, He's like, yeah, you know, uh, I can't leave. They can fire me, you know, whenever they want. But, um, you know, he's where he wants to be. This is, you know, regardless of, um, he does get fired, which that's certainly not trending in that direction right now. Um, he doesn't have any intention to, at taking any other job. You know, he's he wants to retire after this job. And, I mean, I think he wants to be in this position for a good number of years. He's only 60 years old, so it's not like he's, um, you know, it's not like he's you know, at retirement age or anything. But I think he'll be at Arkansas for a good while. And um, this is supposed to be the deal that keeps him here. Mm-hmm. So this is going to have a non compete i don't know if that's across the sec or just college football or or what but it's it's got a non compete in there
0: he made a point of bringing the non compete up which was kind of interesting he wouldn't mm-hmm. he wouldn't give any other details except for the fact there's not a non compete here well they know, were basically. making
2: sure the reason the reason the question was asked that you know so it's a, such such leaking out is um, you know basically you're a check and you know they're they're telling recruits hey We reached a deal, you know, so they wanted, they want people to know Mm. there's a non-compete, there's stability. I mean, that's why they do these deals anyway. And Pittman's got years left on his contract, on his current deal. But every, and again, you know, every time it happens, people are usually like, well, why are we doing this? You know, you just signed a contract. Let him finish this one out. You know, why are you giving a raise? But it's every two years, this day and age, every two years, you're going to get extended and raised. And this, this contract will be, it'll be revised just because it's, you know, in theory, a lifetime deal as long as he wants to coach. That's the, you know, that's what we think anyway. Um, you know, it'll still be adjusted. It'll probably have adjustments in it, you know, that maybe it won't have to be redone. I guess maybe it has, um, you know, the escalations year to year. And I'm sure there's plenty of incentives as we know
0: turning our attention to the scrimmage on Saturday, the one word that seems to continue to be used over and over again is toughness. Is this a word that you associate now with this football team, tough?
2: Well, I definitely think it was a word that was lacking with it when Chad Morris was at Arkansas. Uh, there are a lot of words that were lacking. <laughs> Morris, Very true. Unity. unity was one of them, culture, all of those things. But, you know, toughness, toughness is the culture, and that's something that's absolutely true. You can – you know, you see schools all the time recruit at a super high level, and they don't get anything out of the guys. They don't get anything out of their players. And it all comes down to, you know, the culture that you have. And toughness is a big part of that. You have to be – you know, you hear stuff like, you know – basketball on turf and stuff like that for, you know, referred to teams. But, man, you have to be tough. You've got to be, like, you've got to be able to fight through stuff. You've got to be, you know, both mentally and physically. You you have to be able to, to do that, and you have to have, you know, a certain bond, and um, you got to want to fight for your coach. And I've, I've kind of gone through the list of coaches in my head, you know, just um, – you know, since I've been around the program, well, not since I've been around, but since I've been covering it, you know, as a media person, and you know, with Houston Nutt, uh, the players would fight for him. There's no doubt about it that they would go to bat for Houston Nutt. I mean, there was a press conference called by the players to address the media and talk about, um, you know, how much they love their coach. Um, and, you know, Houston had his issues. And, you know, when you got down to it that last year, yeah, it was probably time to move on just the way the state was so split. Uh, but there's no question in that locker room those players would fight for him Um, with petrino it was a little bit different you know it wasn't that love so much as um what's the word it's kind of fear in a way but they knew that that they did what petrino said that they were going to win and you know that was all through that locker room people knew that Uh, and they would fight for it and you know when bielma got to arkansas uh, you pointed some games you know, when things were falling apart and, you know, he certainly had his issues, but the players would battle for him. They would. And, you know, the way the Ole Miss game ended that last year, you know, they that Ole Miss game was over at halftime and they battled back and won. Um, you know, he probably would have been fired coming off the field against Coastal Carolina if they hadn't pulled that game out. Mm-hmm. They battled back and, and won the game. Um, and they did that for their coach, you know. I mean – you didn't see that with Chad Morris at all. In you know, Western Kentucky game, uh, he's getting fired if they lose that game, basically, and they just let it happen. They just completely let it happen. So, and Pittman to me is, you know, probably up there, you know, in terms of the players' love for him, maybe, maybe higher than anybody. You know, Houston Nutt would be the guy that I would probably say, you know, is, you know, in contention for that with him, but – Pittman might be higher than anybody in terms of how much the players love him, how much they'll fight for him, and how much they listen to him. You know, the things that he said rings true to them. You know, hey, we're going to be tough. We're going to be blue-collar, all of those things. And, hey, they do it, and it works, so they're going to continue on with that.
0: I think that's also evidence, Trey, when you are reading, and I'm doing this off of hogsports.com, but after talking with XYZ recruit, it doesn't matter whether or not he's from the state of Arkansas or pick your state, California for that matter, they all rave about Sam Pittman and what he, what they feel like, how he feels even at that juncture towards that player, how they make him feel at home, how they make him feel wanted, loved, yada, yada. And I realize sometimes, the question can be positioned to that player to where you're almost going to get that result. You're going to get that answer. But when that same answer is given time and time and time again, uh, our example, well, what was the highlight of your trip? Oh, it was my time that we were able to spend uh, one-on-one with Coach Pittman. It was our time that we were – my parents thoroughly enjoyed getting to know Coach Pittman and how – he made us feel comfortable and so forth and so on. So, I mean, even even in the recruiting process, a lot of that seems to come through that that uh, almost affection, if you will, that that immediate care uh, for Sam Pittman. Mm-hmm. You know, some have got it, some have not, some don't. I mean, I don't I don't know how fuzzy I'd feel coming out of the office of uh, Nick Saban, but uh, probably be happy <laughs> that my head was still intact. But yeah. Um, well, I mean, Randy, you can go back and like look at,
2: you know, some videos I did when I found out that Pittman was going to be the coach. These aren't things that, um, surprised me one bit because I felt the same thing, you know? I mean, he's, he's an easy guy to talk to. I mean, when those players sent us that letter for us to run on Hog Sports advocating for Sam Pittman. Now, when it was sent to us, we were like, well, this is, this is cool that they would do that. He has no chance of getting this job, but it's cool. We'll publish this letter, you know? Um, And it was not just one player. It was a group of them uh, that had played for him at Arkansas. And, I mean, I'm not surprised by any of it in terms of, you know, how the player, you know, the questions were like experience and, um, you know, do you have, you know, what it takes to be a head coach. The players were going to love him and fight for him no matter what. That was one thing that you knew was going to happen
1: when they hired Pittman.
0: Well, it is, um, I'm not going to use the word amazing, but, You know, from where this program was uh, just days before Sam Pittman took over, you talked about that term culture a few moments ago. It is night and day, and I'm not sure even if that is a a fair description. Um, This was from our Buzz text line. See if I can find it um, here in a moment. But um, talking about the play of Malik... Hornsby, and believing that possibly he's not the caliber right now that needs to be as the backup quarterback, and by virtue of that, leaving him at wide receiver. Wanted to know about Cade Fortin. What do you think mm-hmm. about Cade Fortin? Could he be the backup to KJ Jefferson?
2: Well, I still think that's Malik's spot. Uh, I mean, we all saw the the Penn State game, right? Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't have to throw the ball and was still strong enough with his legs to be able to, um, to keep Arkansas, uh, in the wind column in that one. I mean, if Horns, the thing with Hornsby is he has the arm strength. You know, he, he's, he, he's accurate. It's sometimes just knowing where to go with the ball and having, having the right touch. I thought Pittman kind of made a good point about Fortin. Is you know he throws a ball you can catch with you know we would call a catchable ball. It doesn't always have to be a laser, and that's something that Malik has to get better at. He 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 throws it as hard as he can, you know, and there's a lot of velocity behind it. Um, But if it ever comes around, I mean, you're not going to ever get you know Malik as like this great pocket passer. Uh, But he can buy time with his feet and make so much stuff happen. And you know, who knows how, how much better he can get as a passer, but I don't know that that's ever going to be his strong suit. So I, I think that, you know, you continue to have him at quarterback. Um, you know, you feel good about where Kay Fortin is right now, so that's good. So you can continue to work him at wide receiver. And I don't think it needs to be a, hey, let's get Malik in for this play or this play, you know, he gets two, two snaps or three snaps or something at wide receiver. I think it needs to be like 20-something snaps or more. Um, I think he could be a real weapon for him at wide receiver. And as long as that holds true and you feel good about Cade Fortin, if something were to happen, then man, I say just keep doing it. And it sounds like Pittman wants to. It sounds like he wants to keep doing it. I, I think it makes all the sense in the world, um, you know, when you talk about losing big play threats. I want to tell, I'm telling you guys, Tuesday's practice, they go out, first play in team, Jefferson just drops back and uncorks it and it's a 55-yard touchdown bomb to Malik. Um, he beat Hudson Clark, who Hudson Clark catches some flack. He's not fast enough and all that stuff. I don't know that anybody would have caught Malik on that, on that route. Uh, he did the same thing to Hudson when they came out and passed Kelly a little while later. This time it was a 75-yard touchdown bomb. I mean, I could see Hornsby being like a 20-catch guy, you know, 20 catches and average 20 yards a catch. You know, something, you know, like a really high number or something. And uh, because he's so dangerous, I think, you know, on the deep ball. And KJ throws a pretty nice deep ball, as we've seen. Just needs people who can go get it. Uh, We know Warren Thompson can. We assume Jaden Hazelwood can. Um, And I know Malik can. Uh, He's just got so much speed, and we've seen it several times in practice. So, yeah, continue working at quarterback. Here's the thing with Malik he wants to play quarterback. In his heart, in his soul, he wants to be a quarterback, okay? Um, but he's also too fast just to sit, you know, stand on the sidelines.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you've got to be able to put his speed out there. It's just a waste to have him out there taking mental reps all time. the time. So get him out there at wide receiver if you feel good about the other guy, uh, if you had to use him. But still use Malik as your backup quarterback because, guys, this day and day, I mean, he, he – he, entered the transfer portal once, you know. Um, you don't think there's other teams out there that want that speed and are willing to give him a shot at quarterback, um, you know. So, and this I mean, this, it's just a little bit different this day and age. Like, you, you know, with quarterbacks, you kind of got to be – you got to make sure that you're doing, you know, right by what the kid wants and, you know, and doing right by the kid. And I think right by the kid also probably means – Letting him play wide receiver because that might be his future.
0: Sounds like a quarterback that ended up playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was a great receiver. Time's well, yeah. Yeah. End up uh, making a decent career out of that. All right, Trey, we will talk to you tomorrow. That's straight Bye media up. of hogsports.com. Be brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.